0: Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune with another one of my morning live streams. So thank you for those of you that are choosing to tune in uh, while I'm live here. And if not, that is okay. Uh, You guys can always watch it later on. These are always archived or whatever. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, A lot to get to today, uh, including the title of this video, Will Investors Notice Silver and Gold in a Bear Market? And by notice, I mean are they going to catch a bid? Are we going to see a, a significant change in physical demand on the backs of a bear market in stocks? And I'll talk about maybe some of the criteria that I think would, would maybe make that more likely and, and a more significant move into, uh, into metals. Um, other than that, there's a ton of to talk about uh, regarding the recent price action in uh, in pres- precious metals, you saw that in uh well, one of the chats here. I'm just bringing up the chat right here so I can see what you guys all have to say. But um, talking about is is the bottom in for silver uh, since it's finally top fifteen dollars is the bottom in. Um, also, gold is has been moving up uh, yesterday. I actually, tagged uh, right around twelve eighty s. That's a pretty significant move. Uh, and of course the stock market the stock market is always interesting and it's been incredibly volatile lately you know everybody always kind of talks about volatility in in, in the sense of uh vix the vix index for the s&p is as um it's always in uh, volatility always coincides with negative price action well i don't know how you could call what happened yesterday anything but volatility um so I think that's a good place to start, actually, is, is just talking about the stock market. Uh, you know, as of right now, um, the futures appear that they will uh, be dropping somewhat. They're implying a, a open um, down to, to start the trading day today. Uh, and And I think that kind of makes sense, considering <laughs> yesterday's move up was... Was just so insane, over a thousand points—the largest one-day point move to the upside in Dow Jones history. Maybe even the largest one-day move, period, in either direction. I'm not sure about that, um, but it was such a massive rally. And in fact, you know, uh, Zero Hedge pointed out pretty well uh, with one of their um, headlines that basically healthy markets don't rally that many points like in one day. That's just not what happens, especially following. Uh, what had happened uh what, the everything leading up to that including the um the the crash and all that um what i want to do in this live stream actually is do some screen share to uh make this a little bit more interactive for you guys and so maybe you guys can uh, uh let's see here i just have to bring it up here screen share gotta make it the application window All right. So you guys should be able to see what I'm doing over on Chrome here. Okay. Anyways, as you can see here from data truck, healthy markets don't rally over a thousand points on Dow Jones. It it totally makes sense. I mean, they were down, you know, they were just on on the cusp of a uh, bear market, you know, right around that, you know, 20% mark, which is hardly a perfect number, but um, they're right on the cusp of that. And, then they bounce um, by over a 1,000 points. <laughs> and, and what was really interesting is, is okay, so you had, uh, I think it was Wall Street Journal come out um, following, maybe this is Monday, maybe this is over the weekend, I forget exactly which day this article came out. And they're talking about these algorithms, these algorithms that were causing these massive down days on the Dow Jones or or in the US stock markets as a whole. So basically the, the, the thesis of this was that uh, because you have so many computers in the market, sometimes they're just moving totally irrationally in the sense that they're selling when they shouldn't be. And and they're kind of uh, exacerbating selling. They're, they're, as one algorithm sells, all these other ones come in and sell as well. And they just tank even quicker, right? Makes sense. Um, and it's surprising. I mean, in fact, you can, rather than even just open up any, any individual arg- uh, article, you can go on Google and just to search algo's stock market and you have a ton of them okay you got uh, cnbc from the fifth okay uh several weeks ago now sell-offs could be down to machines that control 80 percent of the u.s stock market in the 18th stan Druckenmiller miller says algos are robbing markets of trade signals notice these are all just in this recent downturn uh maybe part of that is because i clicked the news thing but still uh there's a point one that i want to make here um, from Business Insider, uh, machines driving a fire sale as a top market risk in 2019. i assuming that's from Deutsche Bank. December 6th from Benzinga, Kramer says market plunge caused by trading algos. Number 7 from Barron's, maybe they're raking up over there. Are algorithms ruling out our investment choices? I'm not saying that they haven't, that they're not, I don't really read Barron's, but I'm just saying, um, what else is there? Uh, here's one that's probably going to be talking about algorithms as well as, as as far as why they're selling and whatnot. Uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous that people are suddenly paying attention to this now that the market is going down. Like, that's all blamed on computers, it's blaming on the algorithms. Let's not blame it on things like uh overvalued stocks in the first place, let's not blame it on the Fed, let's not blame it on um political uh turmoil, etc. No, let's blame it on. Uh, algorithms it's its ridiculous because the fact of the matter is that these algorithms were in place on the way up right you guys remember this those of you that were watching the market you don't have to be a trader to just watch the market you know there were days there were weeks there 2016 2017 maybe even parts of 2018 certainly maybe january as well as some some of the middle parts as as it kind of moved back up to its all-time high and you know begin uh beginning of october end of september you know there were days there were weeks there where every single sell-off in the Dow Jones was met by what? It was met by dip buying. And sure, sometimes that was humans, but for a long time there, I think it was algorithms, right? Buying the dip. Every time it would go down, buy the dip. Every time we got close to the close, let's ramp it up into the close. Oh, it's it's red right on the day. Let's ramp it up into the close, right? You saw this day after day. You saw volatility at all-time lows back in 2017. And, and now we're having a return in volatility right what I would consider maybe uh the last couple of weeks a deviation from the norm to the upside but that shouldn't be unexpected considering it was so low for so long and now you're seeing algorithms uh cause that uh, maybe maybe feed into some of that um, and nobody is calling what happened yesterday at least you know in the mainstream media CBC and whatnot nobody's calling what happened yesterday a thousand point move up algorithms right they're calling it I think I saw you know, an article somewhere talking about how no, this, this is all just dip buyers. This is all just human activity. The algorithm machines were just shut off today. That thousand move, thousand point move up. That was just that was the genuine thing. That was the genuine piece of the market, the, the real piece. Uh, but you know, if we see another down day today, we can blame the algorithms. It's ridiculous. It's it's uh, it's uh, the, what they um, how how quickly they they change their their tune. Uh, the mainstream media. Of course, you know, outlets like Zero Hedge and, and many, many others, um, websites, individuals, YouTube channels, et cetera, have been reporting on that for years, the influence of algorithms. Let's do a little bit of a chat here. Let's see if people have to. Um, so Omar's got a question here. Do you think silver-bottomed since it's reached the critical $15 mark? Uh, yeah. I, I could say for sure, you know, if it does hold above 15 um, you know, into the next week or so. I think that'd be a pretty good confirmation. You know, I talked about it a bit yesterday in one of my videos that you know, this time of year, the next 2 months, 3 months, I think will shape up to be a pretty favorable few months for precious metals. And then I think that they're going to move out of the $15 range into the 16 potentially for silver and you know, gold above 1300 and and who knows where we will be after that. But you know, over the summer, if it goes back down again, um, as they may, tend to do so in the summer. You know, if they have some sort of an acute uh, drop in in metals, uh, not unlike what happened in 2008, uh, just because so much of, of what's going on right now in the markets, I think, mirror that. Uh, a lot of stress in, stress in the financial system already, and and, and things get much, much worse. Um, I, we'll see. Um, but, I, but I do think that that the bottom very well could be it, unless we have some sort of an acute uh, drop in the markets or or an acute uh rise in, in the dollar, major rise in the dollar. Um but you know they have built some strength. You know, I have uh actually have the chart up right over here for uh, this is from Kitco. Uh silver is actually holding above fifteen, you know, right around fifteen overnight and it's moving back up today. Now this is just day-to-day stuff. This isn't a huge deal. But you know, yesterday that big move up above $15. That was a big deal. I mean, when was the last time silver traded above $15? Uh, you know, you could even look at their chart right here, and, and this is hardly a great chart to look at, but you probably have to go back to August. Let's see if we can open this up for you guys. No? Click to enlarge. Um, anyways, it, its it's been several, several months, and so um, it's encouraging. And we'll see if it holds. But I tend to think that, yeah, it probably is bottomed. Um, and, and I don't think we'll see, you know, back to low 14 again in the next couple months. If it happens, I think it'll be uh, six months plus out from now. Let's see here. Caddy um, Williams finally caught up with you in the live stream. I started listening to your channel two weeks ago. Thanks for tuning in. Um, it's always great to hear from uh, from from new viewers. Uh, especially when i hear people say like hey you were a big part in like why i got into precious metals or or you're a big part as to why i uh kind of started to see the light in terms of things like uh economics or federal reserve or whatever that's always great to hear um rod m brumley senior semper five fifteen dollars must hold or we'll see a drop back in the low 14s or low in my opinion yeah yeah um and i yeah i, I tend to agree it has to be a if it drops below 14 in the next couple of days, it's not a huge deal. But let's say it moves up to 1550 and, and then you know back into the 14s again after that. That would be uh that'd be a signal that maybe it hasn't been a, a good break uh, above fifteen. Let's see here. Bible book book club silver bounced off $15 level this morning. Yep. Um all right. Hey, he makes a great point here, Vahid. Of course, nobody can know if a bottom is in or not. What we do know is that the downside risk is dwarfed by the upside potential from this point. I mean, that's been the case. Sorry, that has been the case for quite some time now in precious metals that their upside potential is especially silver. Looking at the gold to silver ratio and the actual price and the upside has been dwarfed by downside has been dwarfed by the upside for a long time now. I, you know, I remember talking over the summer. People talking about, well, what if silver drops to ten dollars, you know, eight dollars? Like it might. Maybe you should hold off selling till then. And I said back then, you know, it's. I don't see that happening. And if it does, you won't be able to get it at that price. And 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 uh, I guess never say never. But but I, I tend to think that I'm probably right on this one. Um, the downside, even if it did move to that, I mean, that would be nothing but a buying opportunity for all of us, right? Even if we couldn't quite get it that low, but the upside potential is is huge, right? Even from, from a more like grounded point of view, not grounded in the sense like we're in the clouds here talking about silver skyrocketing or something like that. But, you know, even from like a mainstream, like, oh, I'm, a, I'm like a, 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 a trader that, that wants to buy some SLV contracts. I wonder how high they can go or something like that. You know, if I'm holding them for, for six months or something, you know, silver to $20 that'd be a significant move up silver to $30 that would be you know roughly double than double what we're at right now um 45 i mean those are all within the realm of that would be relatively normal right because we've all seen it move in that price range in the past and yet you know i think that the 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 real possibilities are much much higher um and and of course eventually at some point it doesn't really matter what price we're talking uh because it's it's a uh, we're gonna be measuring it versus the dollar and the dollar i think is is going to be a big part as to why it's going to be rising so much a uh, weaker and weaker dollar let's see here oh wow all right i'm missing a lot of chat here crypto roger still holding his three thousand ounces of silver that's i mean that's a lot that's a pretty major stack um The guy in the shop says Trump signed the bill to put us on the gold standard. Do you know anything about that? That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. There's no bill to put us on the gold standard that I'm aware of. I've seen nothing about that. I mean, He's probably just reading some very alternative news sources, like the alternative to the alternative media. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. Three hedge funds purchased almost half a trillion dollars yesterday. That was a huge part of yesterday's rally. Now let's see if this... Holds or continues to downward trend. Um, are you talking about uh, precious metals, Rod? Uh, precious metals or or I would assume maybe the stock market? You know, the huge uh, factor in the stock market is that, I mentioned this yesterday, pensions are buying a lot too. Um, basically, you, you have all these public pension funds across the country that are mandated to hold a specific amount of, of different types of assets so you know, for example uh 50 percent equities 25 percent bonds and 25 percent of you know, private equity or or cash or real estate or whatever it is you know uh, there's a wide variety of what they hold and there's domestic stocks and there's foreign stocks and whatnot and and so basically they have to rebalance from time to time so what that means is is if stocks are doing really well and, and they're managed to hold 50 percent but now they make up 55% then they have to sell to, to bring that back down to around 50. And if they are selling off and they're losing a lot of value, so that their market value is now about 45% of their total portfolio. Well, they're mandated for 50%. So they need to buy. Right. And so a lot of equities, you know, across the country hold a lot of stocks. Um, you know, I was looking at, uh, the Minnesota, uh, cause I'm a Minnesota native. I have, a uh, some different family members that are likely going to to depend on this pension fund one day, um, uh, public employees retirement, um, something like that, PERA. Uh, and so you know, I was looking at that. I mean, what are they managed to hold? And I think it maybe will be interesting if I can bring it up here in a minute. Um, but anyways, I'll, I'll I'll bring that up while while we're chatting here. Uh, but. It's pretty significant holding in these these assets that have gone down a lot in the last couple of weeks. Let's see. I want to catch up in the chat real quick, and then I'm going to move to the main topic here. Um, I hope you guys didn't expect me to talk too much about just the main topic because I, I'm i I'm all over the place in these these live chats. Let's see here. Uh, Denise says she can't stop buying silver. I think uh, many of us here probably can't. Uh, let's see here. Zach says there's a 73% chance that we will lose over 24% in the coming months in reference to the S&P or or stocks in general. Um, That's pretty crazy. Uh, Not a crazy prediction. I think that's very possible. But let's see here. Collecting vintage watches. I was talking to a customer. He's waiting for $17 to get out of silver. Do you think there's a lot of silver investors with the same mentality? Uh, You know, I think some short-term ones maybe. But no. I, I I don't think that there's too many people that, that hold that view. If people are buying physical silver, whether well, they're there, especially if they're stacked in on their own. But even if they're they're buying it and and having a vault store it or something like that, um, I tend to think that they're holding out for much higher prices or they're just holding on indefinitely. It's a hedge for them or something like that. So um I, I think he would probably be in the minority. Let's see here. All right. Chris says silver with a rocket ship. Crypto, Crypto Roger says anyone still in the stock market will regret it. You know, I had a comment the other day. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'm going to find this comment actually before I go and try and find that pension information. I um, had a comment the other day and he was talking about, uh, let's see here. He has a, a family member that is is on all these FANG stocks. He's a financial advisor that has like something like 80% of his wealth in stocks. All right, so here we go. It's from Jay White, a comment I got yesterday uh, or late last night. My father is 65, rapidly approaching retirement, and his financial advisor has 80% of his investments in the U.S. stock market. I tried to reason with my dad about how crazy it was, but the advisor had a 46% return. 46%, that's pretty crazy. But here's why he has him almost entirely in the Fang stocks. My dad, my dad's about to be wiped out. The worst part is I can see it coming, but he won't listen to me. That that's got to be tough. Eighty percent in the U.S. stock market. Um, I'm assuming a lot of it is in Fang stocks. Amazon already. I mean, never mind uh, him going to get wiped out. He very well may have already lost a lot of that. Um, if you look at Facebook, Facebook's down, you know, 30 plus percent, Amazon's done it down a ton, Apple, et cetera. Uh, it's, it's a bloodbath out there for a lot of those stocks. Um, anyways, uh, let me get to the main topic here. People moving into precious metals, uh, on the back of, of a, a move down in the stock market. Um, do, so do I think that that's a, uh, a possibility? Yeah, I mean that's something that many people, including myself, have talked about for a long time now—a a a, uh, a safe haven bid into precious metals because of the stock market crashing. Now, I think for that to happen, though, two things have to be in play. First of all, a weak dollar. There has to be factors out there that I think are going to have to weaken the dollar, or or I guess on a, on a broader scale, the financial system. Right. Once people are like worried. About their funds that are in a 401k, in, in a 401k, their funds that are held on on Robinhood, like a stock trading app, or the funds that their brokers have a hand, uh, have their hands on. Um, that's I, I think that's going to be part of it. Right back in, in 2008, 2009, the financial crisis. People were worried about all that, right? Same thing goes for people being worried about their money that's in the bank, right? If they're worried about all that, then great. Um, also worried about the dollar as a whole. Like, what is these crazy Fed policies, which I'm sure we'll see uh, in the future, here. What does that mean for my, you know, my, my future uh, financial security, right? Um, and so that's, uh, I think that's going to be a big part of it. Uh, and there has to be fear about the financial system, fear about the dollar, uh, and then I think that this bear market in stocks has to take a while. Like it doesn't have to. It, if it's something like it started back in October from the low or from the high and starts moving down. And let's say it bottoms out in April it starts to move up again. That's not long enough, right? You know, if I can, let's see if I can find you something here, you guys. Uh, I want to show you what a real bear market looks like. This is from macro trends. And I'll sh- share my screen with you here in a second. All right, uh, let's see, I need to make this non-logarithmic. So you get a real feel for this. And I don't want this inflation adjusted because sometimes macro trends does it. Okay, uh, I gotta turn my screen share back on. This is what a real bear market looks like. All right, are you seeing that? We're talking. Uh, a peak here this is back in this isn't sorry i won't i won't put the years there this isn't uh, uh 2008 to today no 2008 i'm guessing is right around here or over here right if you look at this chart this goes all the way back to the late 80s early 90s peak around 40,000 and look at that it didn't find its bottom until arguably 2009 maybe you know inflation adjusted um Two thousand three? No, I would be two thousand nine. Actually, inflation adjusted, or or later on here, and even today, you know, even after this big uh, bull market in stocks following that, it's still only you know uh, what on par with the Dow, roughly twenty two, in the twenty thousand ish range. Um, we're talking a peak just shy of forty thousand here. That's whatever. I mean, this type of a bear market in stocks. Can you imagine what that would do to the investor psyche? Or just a, a large enough drop as well, if people realize like I had. So much wealth in the stock market. I lost fifty percent of it. It's going to take forever to get that back, um, and it's just too risky. I, I don't want to to play around in the stock market anymore. I'm retiring in ten years. I'm already retired. I'm retiring in twenty years. I'm going to move some of it into a safer asset, right? But it's got to be movement too, right? Uh, to, to to be to make this more than just financial advisors kind of saying, "Yeah, ten percent in gold is a good idea." You know, it's got to be a movement, right? Um, and I think it's a movement that started back in 2008, but it's, uh, something that is, we, we've hardly seen the end of. So let me bring this information up while I'm talking. So I think that's what it's gotta be. It's gotta, it's gotta be a huge drop. It's gotta be long lasting and there's gotta be fears about the dollar and the financial system. Uh, let's see here. Um, see if this is what we're looking for here. Investment section. This is just fascinating when I read this, how much detail they give, almost bragging about like, look at what stocks we're in. We've done so well in these Amazon stocks. Like, look at, we have 1% of our portfolio in Amazon. And it's like, let me see. All right, okay. Turn on the screen share back on again. And I'll take out the chat here in a second, guys. Uh, I just want to get this over with. All right. I like the screen share. I should do this more often. A lot of times I'm doing this on a desktop. Because it's been more reliable on the internet. But um, I don't think it has a wire connection anymore. I think it's wireless now. So I think they're pretty close to being on par with each other and whatever. Uh, And and that one was too slow and old, I think, to do screen share. I never really tried, but maybe it would have handled it. Anyways, this is what we're looking at here. Uh, Maybe I can zoom in a bit for you guys. Wow. Okay. The SBI maintains a, I don't know what the SBI stands for, maintains a long-term asset allocation with the combined funds as follows. 53% in public equity. This is between foreign and, and domestic. 20% in fixed income. That's going to be government, uh, corporate bonds, maybe CDs, stuff like that. Private markets, 25% and then 2% in cash. Yeah, And and this is important too. This is maybe even more important than where they are. Provider returns that are three, and a half, three to five percentage points greater than inflation over the last 20-year period. Um, usually, their their goal is something like seven, I think, for the Minnesota. All right, uh, this is just showing their their rates of return uh, over the last you know, three. Years. This is this was fiscal year two thousand eighteen. So this was the first half of two thousand eighteen, second half of two thousand seventeen, I believe. Because I think this was, I think this was put together in what uh, June of this year. Uh, where is it? Should be up here somewhere. Uh, it doesn't matter a whole lot, but what I want to show you. So they have all that. Uh, oh, okay. So this kind of makes it easy as well. And, and a lot of pension funds have this as public. So if you if you have a pension and you want to know like what are they exposed to, well, you can check it out here. So this is again Minnesota's uh, public employee pension. So you got about fifth. Uh, let's see. That's rate of return. But okay, this is what they have in these different stocks. Do they have that weighted somewhere else? No, it doesn't look like they do. Later on, they will. But okay, when they're talking about domestic stocks, they're primarily apparently talking about the Russell 3000. I don't know how accurate that is. Or maybe that, okay, they're comparing their stock pool to the Russell 3000. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Um, Their international stock pool, okay. Private markets, real estate, private equity, resources pool, private credit pool. Okay, so that's kind of, they're talking about their returns versus, um, in this case, like uh, this is an index taking into account international stock markets, basically minus the United States. Russell 3000, a massive stock market index. Uh, Bloomberg Barclays aggregate for bond. Uh, let's see what else do we have down below. There's some other real gems in here. Okay, this is, oh, okay, this is interesting. This is their asset allocation. Okay. This is their long-term policy target. What I was talking about, I think, their their mandate. And so maybe it'd be expected to see this kind of weighted higher than what their long-term policy target is because they perform so well, and maybe private markets didn't so much. Or maybe that's a long-term deal that they just haven't seen uh, the fruits of that yet. But this is kind of where they're holding their assets. Okay, so this is sixty, roughly sixty percent, in domestic and international equity. 53 um, percent if they're on targets over 50 percent in equity what happens let's do some quick math here let's say across the board what happens if stocks drop by 20 percent i mean that's roughly a 10 percent drop in what this pension fund holds that's the real damage to pension funds when when stocks drop and and that that totally screws up their 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 chances of of getting you know a seven percent return on the year right and they need to maintain that to to even come close to to Funding pensions going forward. But but when you have a year that's like 0% return or even in the negative realm, it totally screws up their finances. That's a last year. That's a year of pensions. I mean, that, that the date in which pension funds just run out, that's going to be moved up by you know a full date at that point. Let's see here. Uh, okay. Top 10 equity holdings by fair value. Percentage of their portfolio. I'd assume this is their entire portfolio. But look at this. Apple. Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook, Alphabet, which is Google, JP Morgan, Berkshire Hathaway, another Alphabet, so another Google, ExxonMobil, Johnson and Johnson. I mean Apple has been I mean we we can look at uh, these stocks in the last you know six months. Apple has been down. Amazon. Last uh, six months has been down. Uh, What is it? J&J, maybe Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Last six months hammered, especially lately with their recent scandal. Actually, they, they weren't doing too bad. So they're about even on that one. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, JP Morgan. This just quick Google stuff, but uh, you guys get the takeaway here. Financials have been hammered, right? And so they're bragging and it almost seems like it, maybe not, but, uh, let's see where are we they're, they're talking about like look at look at these great companies that we hold a ton of of equity in um and likely they might just hold a lot of equity because it did so well there for a while but it's been absolutely hammered in it lately uh and then of course fixed income which is i mean that's not, doesn't move too much but um and, and of course the facebook's on here as well 0.7 percent 215 million present va- market value i'm guessing is under 150 million i mean it's it's uh it's ridiculous what these pension funds are doing. And and you know what's even crazier is, is once all these stocks tank, how they'll likely respond is they'll have to move into even riskier investments. Either take on a larger amount of stocks as a percentage of their portfolio or move into other risky assets. So let's, uh, let's check out the chat here. I'm falling behind on you guys. 132 viewers. That's impressive, guys. Thank you guys all for tuning in. I think, uh, by the way, 132 136, that's going to be the high watermark I think maybe ever on my channel. I don't know for sure, but that's a lot. So thank you guys for, for tuning in. Uh, let's see here. I'll have to go back, I think, quite a ways. Thank you, Richard McCorkindale, for the super chat. Totally missed it when I was off on a tangent there. All right, this is where we are because we're talking about rocket ships. Well, we weren't really talking about much, but... No, silver over gold, better return on investment by 100%. I... By a hundred times, I don't know. By maybe by a hundred times, but but quite a bit. Um, let's see here. Crypto, Roger, don't be too. Uh, get, don't get too angry with people here. Let's see. Ace one. He always has interesting comments. Net interest on debt was 371 billion in 2018. Silver is close to rising as interest income says more and more of the entire federal budget. You know, there's a interview up. uh, I don't know if CNBC ended up posting it, but you can YouTube search it. Uh, Jeff Gundlach, uh, CNBC interview, almost an hour long, like 53 minutes. But he has a great talk. The Bond King. uh, Peter Schiff's been talking about him a lot. Um, the bond king. And, and he talks about how uh, the, the U S government has something like $7 trillion worth of debt to roll over in the next five years. And that debt that they're rolling over has an average coupon, an like average yield on those bonds of, of, 2.1%. And he's talking about how, how much of a problem that will be because they're going to be rolling it over at higher interest rates, right? You could look at, at, well, you can look at um, well, we'll look at one year yield. One year yield, and it's going to be yeah, usually let's look at market watch or something like that. One year yield, there you go, 2.62 percent. That even seems a little high. wonder how accurate this is. Okay, no, okay, they have the yield curve on here as well, it's just kind of interesting, anyways. I wonder how accurate that is because that looks far too too. Oh, oh, the black one is where we're at right now. Okay, still look at this. I mean, everything one month treasury bill is going to be just shy of two two and a half percent. Everything's going to be at a higher interest rate. Um, that's going to be more and more interest expense for the government as the debt continues to climb. Um, I think Ace is right on the money there. Chris says, "Lose money on gold for years and years. Gold is money. That's that's a great point. I had a comment the other day, and it was like, I've lost so much money in metals over the last couple of years listening to people like Peter Schiff or something like that. And, and they, somebody replies and they're like, Wait, did somebody like break into your house and steal your metals or whatnot? Because you know, you know, what we always say here in, in regards to metals because we're you know always holding physical possession of, of them and whatnot. No counterparty risk is." You haven't lost any money until you sell them, right? You don't take a loss until you sell, right? So, um, yeah, gold is money. Let's see here. Uh, How does semi-numismatics fit into the potential jump for silver? It's a great question. Um, Does one hold semi-numms longer than bullion? Two great questions there. So for semi-numismatics, they're a bit of a bet – If you're betting on the price of silver going way, way up, or even just like up 10 bucks, whatever, yeah, bullion is probably gonna be better. You can get more ounces, more exposure to that rally. Um, whereas numismatics might, let's say the price goes up 10 bucks, so bullion generic stuff is gonna go up 10 bucks an ounce. Numismatics, you know, might go up 11 bucks, maybe. I don't, I couldn't say that for sure, but I would assume that maybe the premium is still gonna remain somewhat steady you know the nice thing about numismatics is that if you have been buying them for the last couple years then i mean they've been a great investment because they probably uh gained quite a bit in value in regards to premium even though the spot price hasn't budged much if you get what i'm saying so how do they fit into the picture how do the potential jump in silver well they're, they're great to hold in the long term um do you hold them longer than bullion i mean it depends you can you can hold them for a decade, two decades, and, and have a hefty premium. Or you can do what some people do and, and they'll buy a ton, let's say, of two thousand eighteen dated coins and they'll wait until halfway two thousand nineteen or something like that. Once a lot of the major sellers are sold out of them and no longer have them listed. And then they sell them on, you know, eBay for for you know a couple dollars above what they paid for them in terms of premium. Um, and so they don't hold them for very long. Uh but yeah, I guess I couldn't answer that question do you which one do you hold longer than the other it's it, it totally depends on on what the market is doing, but semi numismatics kind of fill a gap of well, if market if the price doesn't rise a whole lot over this time period, um, then semi numismatics still can recover some of that or or, or still rise somewhat. Let's see here uh, Gold Eagles don't seem like the best gold to buy. Um, that, That's a great point. Let's see here. Uh, no, so Brian Garcia, a bit of a no. Actually, American Gold Eagles are not .999. I don't know if Buffaloes are .49. Maybe they are. American Gold Eagles are 22 carats. So, like, I don't know what percentage. God, we have to use Google here. How much percentage is 22 carats? There you go. Just shy of ninety-two percent. That's what American Gold Eagles are. They're not three-nine, and maybe somebody already corrected you and I just. But anyways, um, they they I tend to think that they're 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 more durable because of that because they have some other metals added in I guess. But if you want the three-nine, the four-nine, whatever you know, things like the U.S. Buffalo or the the Canadian Maple Leaf. Um, I had I had Peter hug on a couple of weeks back talking about just that. He made some really great points there. What else we have here? Um, so time to dream. will a platitude peak to my longtime uh, fans. Yeah, Ace One. I think you'll like Gunlock Lock. He's he's a smart guy, and it's it's a uh, he's he he manages over a hundred billion dollars worth of assets. Uh, and so that gives a little bit of credibility to some of the things that we're talking about. And he doesn't really delve into precious metals much, but he talks about things like the bond market. Uh, he talks about how this this drop in stocks is a bear market. Um, a lot of great stuff. And to put it in perspective, when he talked, when he gave that interview, he moved the markets. They were down several hundred points um, shortly after he finished. Let's see here perhaps as, as soon as Mnuchin had his meeting i went wanted to buy more gold yeah it, it, it yeah that's funny you know what why did he have to announce it if he was worried why not just keep quiet about it because that's just going to spook the markets more than anything else you're welcome denise uh I'm trying to answer questions and and for when i'm off doing other stuff uh thank you for uh yeah, there you go, copper. Thank you to my chat people for for filling um people in when they have questions. Let's see here. Yeah, so so and I'm, yeah, not to confuse anyone. So they are 90 92% or whatever, 91 something percent gold. They are they do have a full ounce of gold. They do. Just like uh you know, a a 0.999 um round doesn't have 0.999 ounces silver no in theory still should have one ounce of silver roughly i don't know how exact they are all the time it's just that with with the gold eagles they're they're less pure and so um you know if 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 you're ever using gold for industrial purposes melting down gold or whatnot you know the, the more pure the gold the better same thing goes for silver that's why some people when it comes to silver usually stick to just four nine silver which is uh mostly the Canadian mint. There's some other ones. I think the Perth mint does four nine silver and some other ones out there, but, but a lot of generic stuff is not, um, drinking mm. some coffee here. My wife got me some, uh, what is it? Bones coffee company. I'd never had it before. I just always saw their ads and, 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 uh, I want to give it a try. They have a whole bunch of interesting flavors. Um, let's see. I wonder if I can find this for you guys here. Uh, I, I posted a picture of the coffee cup over on my channel uh, yesterday um, that she had gotten me. 129 people watching. Thank you guys for that. Um, okay, so here it is. You are loved. You are beautiful. You are strong. You have a purpose. Taxation is theft. You are unique. Yeah, it was great. Um, she knows me well, I think. <laughs> um, let's see here. Five nine Andean Cat. I didn't know that was a thing. We're going to look it up now. Oh, wow. From AppMax. That's pretty cool. Who mints it? Let's see here. Royal Silver Company. Very cool. Now, I wonder if that's overkill at some point. But you know what they say. I mean, uh, that that pure silver is really, I think, useful for things like um, medical purposes and whatnot. Uh, thank, thank you, Richard. I probably have seen that at some point in the future and just totally forgotten about it. But Perth Mint Lunar Series coins are highly collectible, as are their uh, Kukoburos. Pretty collectible. Um Maybe sometimes lower premium, maybe not. Uh, a lot of their other stuff, koalas. I think the one that maybe isn't super collectible from them for a while there was like their kangaroos. That was more of just a bullion coin. Not as much premium, more numismatic value, but let's see here. So that mix, don't buy from that mix. Can somebody tell me how much ounces in 90% silver, coins, dimes, quarters, half dollars, et cetera? Yeah, so I think in theory it's it's supposed to be per dollar of face value, 0.715 ounces. Roughly, I think that's what it is, right? You can go, a great source for you guys, coinflation. Gosh, this uh, screen share is awesome. Okay, so you can go to a given, so we'll look at Uh, We'll have to find some silver coins, silver coin values. All right. So let's look at a full dollar just to make it easy here. Where do we got the full dollars? Do they have it? It looks like they all just half dollars here. Oh, okay. Morgan dollar. So we'll look at a Morgan dollar, 90% silver, 10% copper. So what you get there is, Where is it? I'm trying to find it here. Of course, they're not going to show it. Okay, anyways, you got the full weight here. 26.73. Multiply that by 0.9. That comes up with how much silver you have. Um, Anyways, somebody can correct me. I think it's 0.715. Three ounces, 21 grams. Uh, yeah, point seven. Now, I mean, a lot of times with face value, it's it's with that older stuff. It's for instance, I I got a ten dollar roll last week, and uh, a lot of it was pretty worn down. And so I think what AppMax said when I bought it from them on eBay, which I'm sure Crypto Rogers just not a fan of, because I bought it from AppMax and it was on eBay. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, I think they listed it as like seven ounces, roughly. For ten dollars face value, because a lot of it was probably worn down and and whatnot. Um, fun fact: that was actually my first uh, uh, constitutional ninety percent silver junk silver, whatever you want to call it. First stuff that I'd ever bought. Um, and and you know, it actually brought up a really interesting idea that if you went and told somebody that it it really it proves a point of of why silver and gold hold their value over the long term and why the dollar does not, because it makes so little sense to go and tell somebody. That you bought ten dollars like that doesn't you buy something with currency you don't buy currency right in theory right if you'd said i bought a really nice quarter or something like that and they're like, oh, okay it's like it's collector's item or something like that but when you say i bought ten dollars that just doesn't make sense right oh like you're you're converting from like canadian to us dollars okay so you exchanged no 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 i bought ten us dollars with US dollars. In fact, I paid a lot more than $10. I paid, uh, actually, what was it? I I got a really good price on them. I got them over like a a dollar under spot. I think it was a buck 10, buck 20 under spot, something like that with, with an eBay coupon. But, but anyways, uh, no, I paid like, um, well, what is that? Almost $10 per, per dollar that I was getting. Um, anyways, uh, it just, it's just, uh, funny. Uh, it really proves the point of, of why silver and gold retain their value over the long term morgans are great to collect they're more interesting than modern coins because they are part of history yeah that was kind of the cool thing you know, i got i got this roll again the first time i got 90 90 silver and uh yeah there was you know there's some coins in there that were pretty old you know late 30s early 40s um it's like wow. I mean, these these were minted before World War II, or or I guess some of them had probably been minted after World War Two had officially begun. When did we, when 36? I forget when Hitler originally invaded Poland. Um, actually, I, my my father, he uh, I got him a silver for Christmas. He's not a huge silver guy, but I went out and got. Uh, actually, I didn't go out and get. I I went into my own stack and got him a, a two thousand eighteen eagle silver eagle. And then I got him four quarters. I got two from 1963, which is his birth year, and then two from 41, which is, is his father's birth year. Uh, to here. Dow down 315 already. Burn maybe. Richard has just been like Control R, Control R, Control R, like as the uh, uh, waiting for stock markets to open at 8.30 Central Time. Let's see here. Uh, silver Chief, new sub here. What's the best thing to collect silver wise if the SHTF? happens thank you for your time best thing to collect silver wise for that situation that's a tough question if if you're stacking for that situation i'd say numismatics somebody new numism- numismatics out of the question none of this should be taken as investment or purchasing advice or anything thank you peter it was 39 okay what happened in 36 did anything i don't know anyways um so so like things we were talking about earlier, lunars and, and kookaburros and stuff like that, probably outside of the question, unless maybe if you lived in Australia or you, you don't plan on spending it, you plan on just holding on to it for after this this collapse. So in that situation, um A, you'd want small denominations, probably one ounce or smaller. One ounce is maybe good enough, but if you can get cheap fractional something, great, a great Way to get fractional stuff is what we are just talking about: ninety percent silver, dimes, quarters, half dollars. Uh, other than that, bullion, not a bad buy. Otherwise, uh, local government- minted coins, you know, local to whatever country you live in. So, U.S. that would be American silver eagles, or maybe you know Canadian maple leaves, um, and vice versa if you lived in Canada. Uh, the U.K. you know both of those coins might be acceptable. Um, maybe I, I don't know Britannia. or i don't know exactly what you can get over there but but something along those lines same thing goes for for australia you know american silver eagles cool, uh, silver maple leafs uh, those are gonna be pretty good all around the world i think but i don't know I, I guess you couldn't say for sure you know if you're living in in uh you know eastern europe or something like that i don't know how much you know a silver eagle or maple leaf i don't it's all about recognizability like how long or or how quickly will people be able to recognize these coins on a regular basis? But you know, the other thing I talk about is uh, okay. 36 annexation of the Rhineland. Thank you. Um, Oh, Yankee Snackings in. How's it going Yankee and talking bullion. You guys are all tuning in right around 830 now. Um, Let's see here. Where was I talking about here? Uh, Oh, what's best to buy. So, so that, that would be my, my, that would be where I would start at least. But you know, the other thing to keep in mind, I always talk about this, SHTF scenarios, the worse that it is, the less silver will be worth, and the longer it will be uh worthless. Because not worthless, but but worthless, I guess. Um, if you can put a space between those two words. Because people are gonna be concerned about other things. You know, the currency, I guess, will be barter. I, mean, I think largely a barter system. Although for a time, I think you know, US dollars cash will still hold some sway. People will still accept that for some time. It depends if this is a local. If this is a local thing, sure. If it's a national or international thing, then no. I think they'll give up on currency. You know, within a couple of weeks for sure. I uh, Guess I can't say for sure. I never experienced this for myself. Uh, but but then there'll be things like food and fuel and ammo and goods like that. Uh, medical you know, medications, things like that. Um, of course, other things as well. Cigarettes. Uh, booze, alcohol, um, toilet paper, um, things like that, things of that nature, baby formula, diapers, things like that. That's going to be, you know, the the hot button items. That the, is that a thing? Hot button, the the really expensive things that you can trade with. Um, whereas, I think silver and gold very well could be worth a ton after this this downturn, this SHTF, whatever you want to call it. But you know, at the height of it, uh, I I don't know, I don't know how many people will be trading for silver and gold. I think it'll take a while for that to kind of materialize. President President can give investment advice without a Series Six license. Why can't you, Matt? Uh, that's a great question, La Peak? He's referring, of course, to to uh, Trump's comment about starting a uh, uh, or, or what does he say? Basically saying U.S. stocks are a great buy. This was what on Christmas uh, went up over a 1,000 points the next day. And that's uh, no, a great question. Same thing goes for uh, Obama back in 2009. He gave a similar speech or similar statement, um, kind of calling the bottom. I think the bottom for S&P, I think, was 666 points too as well, which is just kind of weird, uh, a peculiar number to bottom out at. Um, let's see here. Crypto Roger, um, so if you look on your – if you're on a computer, if you look on your on your keyboard, so there's a tab button and there's a shift button. In between, there's one that's a like caps lock, or it might just be abbreviated caps, LK, but click it, and all of a sudden, your letters won't make it sound like you're shouting anymore. Of course, I'm joking, but um, you sound amped up today, to say the least. <laughs> uh let's see here south texas prepper hello to you as well uh you i think you commented just yesterday maybe it's the first time i don't know but i've seen you on other people's chats probably yankee Stack, yankee stacking uh his his chat or something like that what are we at right now guys for chat 122 wow i'm surprised so many people are tuning in um for this type of a discussion because uh, maybe i've been maybe this is interesting to you guys i don't know um, but still, uh, Yankee, I, I, I want to show this to you because I know you do these all the time. 144 earlier. I think that's a high watermark. It, I don't know. A lot of times I don't even break 100 and yet 144 today. So thank you guys for that. i still at over 120. Uh, let's see here. YouTube link is, uh, I didn't see it. Sorry. Maybe it's down below. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Giveaway is Saturday. Yankee Staging is doing a, a giveaway on his channel. He's giving away a ounce of silver and then a silver eagle. Both great. And then what is it? A quarter ounce maple leaf, I think. So quarter ounce of gold. That's over $300 of value right there, guys. So enter that. You can. Um, you have to make a video if you want to be entered for the gold. But if not, you can still enter for the silver. Either way, you can enter that, subscribe to him, all that good stuff. Um, let see here. Brass, copper, lead. Are, yeah, they're great for, I guess, SHTF. Uh, for barter as well as just, I guess, shooting people. <laughs> um, TP or <laughs> Seven thank you yankee's got all sorts of his uh interesting What, what was the other one you had you had a um it was one of those spray things for uh like to spray like roundup or something like that like like uh pesticides or um like weed weed killers or whatever uh one of those but you just fill it up with water and use that as a bidet uh very interesting uh let's see here Crypto Roger found the caps lock button. I um, no worries. I was just joking, but but some people might take you the wrong way and think that you're shouting at them, which I don't blame them. <laughs> but but we like to have you here, Crypto Roger. Uh, let's see here. Uh, work day Work is slow this week. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Everyone's off work. Hopefully, we're not all off work for non-holiday reasons in six nine months. Yeah, that's that'll be interesting uh, to see what happens over the next year in terms of unemployment. Because it sure seems like we kind of hit the inflection point. You know, the, when you talk about all-time low unemployment, even if the numbers are kind of phony, when we talk about all-time lows. You tend to think that an inflection point is is going to happen. That that unemployment is going to start to rise again. Um, so I hope you guys are stacked and and that you're prepared for that um yeah (laughs) there's other ways to i was talking to john rubino yesterday I, i said this in my my uh my video i published yesterday i did a great interview with john rubino yesterday and i would love to have shared it all with you but the recording disappeared afterwards don't know what happened to it finished recording turned it off we chatted for a bit and then i went to go find it and it was just nowhere to be found which was really disappointing. I, I felt bad because, hey, well, it took up time for me, and I was excited to show it to you. But also, it took up a lot of his time. Um, but anyways, he was talking about, you know, ways that you can uh, avoid stuff like that. You can make yourself, you know, the most um, crucial element of your team, right? Wherever you're working, you know, the last person to be to be laid off, uh, things like that. To, to have special expertise and whatnot. Um, let's see here. Uh, is it best to buy 2019 coins now? Um, I, I don't know. I, maybe it depends on the price. I would think that maybe some of them either haven't been released yet, or maybe their premium will come down a bit later on, but I don't know. It's totally up to you guys. Um, 2019, 2018, uh, those are two coins that, that might be good years to have in terms of, of some numismatic, semi-numismatic coins, uh because you have two kind of interesting dynamics first of all you got a really saturated semi-numismatic market so many different mints so many different countries even though oftentimes the countries aren't minting these coins it's scottsdale or geiger or something like that that are minting these coins but so many different ones out there but 2018 was a slow year for silver sales and so you're gonna have naturally a lower mintage i mean look at silver eagles compared to to uh you know, 2018 compared to like 2015 or 16, you know, way less Eagles minted, although it doesn't matter a ton with Eagles. Um, but definitely a lower year in terms of mintage. Um, let's see here. Uh, Nalid, do you own Bitcoin and what's your opinion on it? Uh, you know, I have, like, I have like a Coinbase account. I had some other wallet as well, although I don't even know I'd, I'd have to, recover that somehow it was like a desktop wallet for for my uh for my laptop um i have like a coinbase account and it's probably got like pennies in it because it's just i somehow didn't withdraw all of it but as a whole no i don't you know i do have a old mining share at what is it genesis mining for bitcoin that i bought in april of 2018 no 7 17 april said 2017 when it was still pretty low and that was pretty, I think I paid a hundred bucks and I probably got a couple hundred out of it. I don't know. Sold that most of that Bitcoin off as I got it and I still have that there, but it's such a small amount of, I guess, hashing power that the, the amount that I'm mining is super low. And so it's going to take forever for it to ever send any more Bitcoin my way. Um, but what's my opinion on it? That's a better question probably. Uh, well, cryptos, I think cryptos and blockchain, two different things, but both I think have some potential in the future. A lot of potential in the future, potentially. <laughs> but uh, but but Bitcoin in particular, I think it, it's gonna always have some, it's always gonna have a soft spot in the heart of of crypto enthusiasts and whatnot. But I think it's there's better ones out there, and there's gonna be better ones out there. Um think of it this way, you know, the idea of Bitcoin uh 15 years ago. Was, was just an idea maybe in some people's head, but it wasn't a reality. You know, the de- next big money, whether it's it's you know, hash graph or some other derivative of cryptos or whatever, probably hasn't even been created yet. Um, there's better ones out there. I think they have a ton of potential for use as currency, not a store of value, but currency. Um, a ton of value for other uses in in, in uh, the economy or, or other systems. But... That hasn't been realized yet. It's gonna take some time, but but I think they have a lot of potential. One guys survived the breakup of the Yugoslavia with a box of cigarettes lighters for a barter. Let's see here. Time to brag. Time to dream. Yeah. When was the last time you worked, Sam? Uh, let's see here. jesse tuning in thank you uh, for tuning in jesse he's always uh commenting i think he's one of my patrons as well which i need to get contact to you guys and and set up that patreon chat that's yankee richard uh jesse i believe little platypeak and time to dream you guys are all uh patrons patron patreons so thank you guys um Let's see here. Yankee, second. Don't you find it remarkable, Matt, that we are struggling to raise interest rates beyond even the government's manipulated inflation rate? Yeah, it's it's uh, without markets freaking out. Yeah, it's it's uh, it it really goes to show just how indebted we are. That rates are are just so (sighs) sensitive. Markets are just so sensitive to rates. It's it's ridiculous how how I guess flighty they are. James Petrick is wondering where the truth bombs are. I never promised truth bombs, but uh stick around and watch enough of my videos and you'll get enough of them. They're not gonna be crazy outlandish truth bombs. They're just gonna be uh, uh I guess a lot of uh stuff that, that you may not hear from the mainstream media or the 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 you know crazy out there alternative media. Um, let's see here. Eagle says, truth channels don't always tell the truth. There are speculatory channels making guesses and hearsay. 89% of these channels never are right. Well, you know what? There's a lot of channels out there that go way out. I don't know if I'd consider myself a truth channel. I guess you can call it that. Um, but but it's not in what some of these people call truth channels. When in reality, what they're spreading is not really truth. I don't think it's 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 talking about, I don't know conspiracy theory right as as eagle says a lot of times they're just not they're never right or if they are it's it's just by chance they they uh you know it's like throwing a dart a dartboard i guess while blindfolded or something like that um let see yankee said consistent new normal i'm old i remember nominal rates of five six seven even the eight yeah it, it, it has it 22 trillion dollars yeah it, it's all just i that that if you're ever just doubtful but like wow silver and gold like is this is this really gonna pay off is this really worth it um watch me wrench another no i'm just kidding i think that's the same as as the other guy time to dream anyways um if you guys are ever just like losing faith i guess in metals then great i mean it's great to question beliefs like that and whatnot but but uh it look at things like the national debt look at things like consumer and corporate debt look at how sensitive the markets are to rate rises rate hikes um that alone will kind of tell you like that's this is phony this is not sustainable right like what is that national debt going to look like in 10 years and what is that going to mean for the economy and for markets and whatnot um yeah it's a it's a bleak picture but it also is, is a good reminder of why precious metals are, are so valuable and, and why we own them and see how many people we got. 121 still holding strong over 120. Let's see here. Eagle 40. Um, zero back down to zero, probably maybe below, but who knows? We'll see lots of Kiwi. We're talking again, I was talking about this with John Rubino. They're probably going to step into the equities markets. Um, I think that there's gonna be lots of helicopter type money from, from the government, maybe even from the fed. Uh, they'll probably buy other types of debt other than government debt and mortgage-backed securities, uh, junk bonds, leverage loans, et cetera. See, Dow down over 400 so far this morning. Not surprising. Uh, Eagle 40. The real truth is gold and silver did not go up in 2008, 2009 by the masses. It was a short move made by a few investors. What happened in 2011, they tanked in price. Metals are a scam too. Um, you know, I beg to differ. The, they did move up a ton during that price period. It wasn't necessarily just a couple buyers, although there was manipulation on the way up. Sure, just like there's manipulation on the way down. Um, but I'll remind you that that was caused by total fear in the financial system, in the markets, because of the financial crisis. It was caused by a massive influx of buyers into precious metals. Um, and then there's other precipitating factors, uh, the, the debt ceiling, um, political brinksmanship, uh, and of course the Eurozone crisis, uh, among others. Um, all right, well down 417, see if it drops a thousand today. Wouldn't that be something even 800, 500. And that would be, even if it doesn't take back all the gains from yesterday, that would still be quite a move down. So anyways, uh, let's see, is there anything else I want to add some other ones here? JP Morgan, I want to show you guys this. Another uh, fine, they're some corrupt stuff from JP Morgan. Uh, keep this in mind, the long-term chart for the Nikkei 225. This is their stock market. Um, this is what a real bear market looks like. Uh, all right, do you have anything else I want to show you guys? I don't think so. S&P futures tumble. We're, uh, they're already trading. So anyways, well, I got a skedaddle. Um Cause it is snowing pretty good out. And my wife's got a OB appointment coming up here. Getting close to the, uh, to the big day. 19th is when she's due, but I'm sure once we go in, we'll, we'll get more information, but honestly, I don't know. It's coming down pretty good. This is again, Northern Minnesota that we're supposed to get, uh, eight to 12 inches today through tonight. And so I won't mind driving, especially, uh, because I have a, I drive like an Audi, uh, all wheel drive, uh, like the Quattro drive system is just great. But, um, I don't know if she'll enjoy driving in this weather because we have to go downtown. And if you guys have ever been to Duluth, it's built on a hill. Um, lots and lots of hills and, and that makes for dangerous driving. So we'll see what she thinks. But anyways, thanks again, guys, for, for tuning in. Um, thanks Richard. Uh, for for the uh good wishes. See you later, Yankee stacking. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, I don't know if we'll be doing any more lives. And this could be the last live stream for 2018. And what a way to go out! Over 100 viewers, over 140 at one point. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone, and God bless.